There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Humans. After 12 years and over 600 episodes, we are parting ways with Earwolf and Stitcher. And we are ready to take it to the next level. Happy to announce Brett and I are starting a new home at improvforhumans.com. We're building a platform not just to continue the show, but to create a hub for you all to go deeper into the craft of improv with me, some other guests, and I will also present a ton of bonus content. Improv for Humans isn't going anywhere, humans. You will still find new ad-supported episodes every week for free. The same as always, but now with our new Rule of Four. Yes, the Rule of Four subscription. You can get ad-free new episodes every week with bonus scenes exclusive access to the entire back catalog, all ad-free, four new improv education podcasts. I'll be calling the Professor Besser series. Rather, it's an umbrella for all these podcasts where I'll break down classic improv for human scenes, take questions from my members-only Discord, explore, debate the craft of improv and comedy with other improv comedy experts, comedians you know, plus humans. I have in Bester's Attic these VHS tapes, these high tapes from the 90s, the 2000s, my alternative comedy adventures I will share with you and talk about with accompanying podcast. In addition to the Professor Besser comedy education deep dive feed, whatever you want to call it, I'll have a whole other feed called Best Taste in the Universe, where me and other guests we deep dive on, yes, music and sci-fi. The best taste in music, the best taste in sci-fi. Plus, you get all four of our premium limited series that Brett and I made. Stolen Idea, My Dead Wife, The Robot Car, The States of Perfection, Besser versus The Audience. All this I've said. Only $4 a month. Improper Humans, $4 a month. Or sign up for a year for $40 for two months worth of savings, humans. If you get four people to sign up for a yearly plan with your own referral link, you'll get one-fourth off your own subscription. See what I'm doing with fours there? 25% off. I'd rather say one-fourth off your own subscription, humans. Leaving a corporate network carries risk. We produce a podcast where we pay three guests. That's not easy for us to do by ourselves, but we feel it's a labor of love for Brett and I. We love this show. We love doing the show. want to continue to doing it by subscribing. You are not only allowing us to make new episodes, you're going to support our ensemble as well as empowering these new ideas, these new... The new content, these new podcasts I'll be putting out. And we'll be looking at what cities and theaters you're coming from when you subscribe. 
And if enough people from your theater city sign up, I'll come to you in person for a workshop, a show. So now, humans, when I say keep being human, we now have a place to do improv, to do comedy, to talk about it, to learn about it, and maybe even a little dash of sci-fi music on the side. So humans, go to Improv for Humans right now, improvforhumans.com right now. Get a subscription and spread the word for the sake of humanity. Welcome to Improv for Humans with Matt Besser, that's me. Human, you are entering an improvised comedy show, restricted to humans only. Improv for Humans with Matt Besser. Based on your suggestions and other sources of inspiration, Matt and guests will perform fully improvised scenes. Today's episode features human guests. Mookie, Rusty, Ronnie, all walking in doing dance moves. Whoa, guys, did you prepare this? Did you work this out backstage? Weeks of choreography. You're kind of born prepared for stuff like this. I think for real, people have some moves that are there that get passed down to it's genetic. There's some uh, things. There's some things like what I'm doing right now. As Jews, we have to do this with our arms. We can't help it. Uh, one of the this is Paul speaking. The first time I uh, one of the first times I talked to Mookie uh, off stage, he pointed out how it's really hack in an improv scene when you're dancing to do the nipple rubs. Mm. <laughs> I said that to you. Yeah, it's something I believe. So I believe it too. I, I like to believe that. Scene? Go ahead, Ron. I, I like to believe like that. Um, that note was given yeah, with no stage. humor at all. Yeah, you know what's kind of hack to, to do that, right? <laughs> exactly. And I wonder I if it's that. You want to stay in the group? <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I, listen, uh, Paul Russ being one of my first uh, LA comedy uh, 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 heroes and mentors. Mm. But um, wow. if he, if he, I bet you I, we were commiserating over like something that we both thought were, was annoying. Or if you had done it on stage, it would have been like, like a, you know, a million layer, like ironic, like Levels, doing it to make we fun of people. Earlier. I, I wouldn't ever, I would never believe that the great Paul Rust would ever oh, rub his nipples whoa. to actually, be, oh, to no, actually it, try and be funny. I agree. <laughs> was not enough. And Paul that's Rust so nice. Do that. you know? Oh, I, and of course, and you, of course. Uh, How lucky am I? I get to uh, prov with all you guys today. Oh, wow. It took me by surprise. That was so emotional. But I was going to ask you guys, what, what what's a move on the dance floor where you're like, come on, dude. Well, someone's at wedding receptions where we probably see this the most, but where we actually see people dancing these days at our age, I guess, I assume. What's but, the well they go to that you see? Yeah, I, I, and not, and I don't mean ironically, like doing the robot and putting your arm up and having it <laughs> go back and forth. But what's, is there something that people do in sincerity that you're like, oh, okay. Uh, you're gonna actually. 
You're getting at something that that I'd maybe rather see my friends have sex sincerely than dance sincerely. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting to. And someone pulls out somewhere like, oh, you think that actually looks good. The thing, the thing that it's weird because it's like it's sincere and it's ironic at the same time when you like go to a wedding or a dance party and there's somebody there who's like not comfortable dancing. Uh huh. Like I like to dance and I'll just like let loose and go and yeah, have fun shake and, your body around. Yeah, you know, move my booty and all that kind of stuff. But when you see somebody who is uncomfortable dancing, mm-hmm. but they're kind of like, everyone's dancing and I'm going to dance too. So they kind of start to do like <laughs> ironic sort of like, you know, I know exactly j- just like moves that you would do, but it's like, you could tell they're so uncomfortable to actually hey, like hey, let hey, loose. Hey. So they're very stiff. Michael, yeah. Michael. Yeah. Everyone can see that you're just not enjoying the dance. No, I am. So I'm having a good time like everybody else. I swear to God. No, I mean, you're doing some kind of ironic. I didn't want to stay home tonight. What's that? I didn't want to stay home tonight. Oh, I'm not saying go home. I'm saying you're kind of mock dancing. Can you talk louder? The music is really loud. You're kind of mock dancing. It looks like you're ironically kind of judging. (laughs) I I don't don't understand. I'm I'm dancing. Like, is there a right or wrong way to dance? Like, can I just, can I just... It seems like what's the the look on your face and the way you're doing it kind of like half energy looks like you're mocking everyone else doing it. Is that not no, what you're I, doing? Mocking? No, not at all. Not at all. I just like I don't, you know, I'm doing dance moves that I've seen. You've you've seen oh, people. Let me introduce you to my friends who also are. Hey guys, oh, that's this is okay. my friend I, oh, from hi, the office, hi. Michael. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Dude, you're like so uncomfortable. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, no, we can tell because you're doing like those like mock dance moves. We were just talking about it over there. No, yeah. no, I'm just. Um, do you guys know what time the party is over? <laughs> what? Do you guys know what time the party's over? I just want to make sure I stay until then. Right. No, oh. no, uh, let me go. No, let that- me go. Let me go. Excuse me, sir. Sir, excuse me. You. Yeah. You. Yeah. This is my 21st birthday, and you ruined it. You what? ruined it because I could tell you don't want to be here. Uh, no, I, get I, off I, of me. He needs to this. know. He ruined my birthday. You you, you ruined it because you didn't want to be here. He could tell you don't want to be here. Ma'am, man. I'm, You're I'm sorry. Us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, look, I, I'm... <laughs> My my coworker invited me. Uh, my my mom told saying, me it'd probably dude, be good if just, I. I should. Just... My therapist also said that the next time somebody invites me out, I should just say yes. And so I said yes, and I'm here, and I'm kind of trying to do what everyone's doing. And Michael, it, you're only dancing with like your hands. For for one, you're okay. not shit. The, the lower half of your body isn't moving at okay, all. So I'll ju- you're kind so of rolling your eyes with all your dance moves. <laughs> I'll just do my. I'm. I'll, I'm just doing my bottom half then. Okay, that, and I'll fold my arms in front of me like so it. so that I don't move my upper half. Oh, just <laughs> keep looks, digging yourself a bigger hole. Just yeah, keep looks digging like you're and digging. Trying, <laughs> looks like you're trying to dig a hole, not dance. Yeah, <laughs> looks like you're yeah. a dog after it shit. I'm kind of wondering why no one's just taking the option of just like ignoring me. Because you're in the middle of the dance floor under the spotlight, under the disco ball, and it looks like you're trying to make a point. Well, I guess the point I'm trying to make is um, I 
feel profoundly uncomfortable because of my upbringing where oh, I was no. shamed by my parents but for expressing myself and I'm so terrified it's of time rejection. For that, Sheila's oh, birthday dance. You got a request, Sheila? Yeah. Uh p- party in the USA. <laughs> oh. I heard this song in a Target once. I heard it in a Target once. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sheila, you take the center of the floor. It's your dance. All right, buddy, you got to <laughs> move. Sheila. It's Sheila's I'm frozen dance. with fear. I can't move. I can't move. This guy move. Get out of the spotlight. Oh it's Sheila's oh my, dance. Oh, my God. Why won't he move? What? He I'm trying to move my body, but I can't. It's so stiff, but I'm just, my arms are, are managing to do something here. Stop. Stop fighting the birthday girl. Stop. I'm not. I'm not. I just, I can't get my feet to physically move me out of the way. It's just Ow, not natural. Stop bumping her knees. All right, buddy, get out of the spotlight. Stop bumping knees. Okay, do I have to dance out? Yeah. Hey. Okay. Listen. <laughs> listen. I've de- I'm, I'm listening. Dude, dude, I've DJed lots of wedding dances, lots of birthday parties before. You are the wettest of the wet blankets. Get out of here. You want me to spank appreciates. you? What? N- nobody appreciates that I tried. Nobody. And we nobody cut to him. Um, he goes just outside where a lot of people are um, you know, smoking cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can you not hang out with us? We're smoking cigarettes. This isn't where the people who feel awkward dancing stand, all right? Uh, uh, We're all cigarettes. Or okay, babes. I could try a cigarette. No, oh. you would have a cigarette on you. You would have come up and uh, bummed yeah. a spoke. Seriously, guys who feel like losers, you guys are sporadically uh, okay. spread throughout the parking lot. Nobody's so you don't giving mind, me a chance to trade us. Yeah, we're hey. a group of cigarette smokers. You know, a very, a marginal, a, a group that's getting smaller and smaller everywhere mm, you go. Yeah. And we've decided to band together. We don't smoke weed. We don't touch no, that no, stuff. No, 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 Those weed heads are, uh, they're out on the other side of the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We come okay. out here with our tobacco filled uh, white papers and we smoke away. Mm-hmm. And you don't okay. seem like, you don't seem like the type. But, uh, you know, I see a, saw a couple grasshoppers over there in the corner of the parking lot. Yeah. Maybe oh. they're your company. Yeah, they're more your vibe. So he goes Bam. out to the corner. Okay, thanks for letting me know. Let's check it out. Mm. Hey, what's with you guys? So he's hanging out with these two grasshoppers when he sees um, uh, another loser. You guys, do you guys like to dance? Hey. Hey. I saw you uh, not dancing in the dance floor. Well, I was trying, but okay. Yeah, but you did. Were you like uncomfortable? Yeah, really uncomfortable. It just, it's, you know, I'm just kind of a, uncomfortable in my own skin most of the time. I feel so, uncomfortable uh, too. Sorry. Uh, oh, I don't speak be sorry. loudly suddenly. Don't be sorry. I, I, no, I know how you feel. I, I feel uncomfortable too. You, we can't control our jumping. Flying all over the place. We're uncomfortable in our bodies. <laughs> it's all right oh. to feel... Uncomfortable. <laughs> I I love that you guys said that. You're the first person who's ever said that to me in my life. I've had a really, really rough night. 
I got knocked around from group of people to group of people who just wouldn't accept that I couldn't be completely comfortable doing what they do. Glue out of a paper bag. Hmm. My first instinct is to say no, but I've also never had a community before. You're going to jump right in to smoking cigarettes over there with those guys. Good point. You know, seems slightly worse. Get the fuck Uh, out of here. What the heck? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, we don't like your attitude. You're obviously uncomfortable. (laughs) He gets kicked out of the group of uncomfortable losers. He proceeds to huff glue. He moves deeper into the parking lot where more and more loserish people. Hey, um, leave, leave me alone. Leave me alone. He's leave my you chief. alone. Why don't you leave me alone? I'm over here licking this gecko. <laughs> okay. Well, the gecko lickers aren't welcome with the with the glue sniffers. And what? my best friend is a paper bag. You're not even a real glue sniffer. You seem like somebody just jumped on the train not even too long ago. <laughs> the glue around I, your nose isn't even dry yet. Get out of here. <sighs> Forget this glue. <sighs> I think I'm going to try and go stand in the middle of a field and see how long I can stay there. Oh, there's honey, <laughs> honey, is that is that you in the field? Who's that? It's your mother. Mom. I yeah. I my night walk and I see I thought you were supposed to be at the party. Mom, I love you with all my heart, but I hate to say this. You are not welcome on this field. Me. It's me in the field. No why, one's allowed on here. Why do you isolate? My chosen family is this field. Is it because I smother? What? Tell me. It might be. Also, dad is controlling. Dad is a controller? He and is speaking. Over, they don't even know what they're speaking over while they're shouting. But then suddenly there's a, a dance light that that hits uh, Michael right there in the middle of the field. And it gets uh, brighter and brighter and more intense. And he's he looks up oh. kind of wondering where a dance light's coming from. And then he sees it. It's actually a spaceship coming down. Wow. Oh. Um, the sound that they're now shouting over. Uh, mom, whatever, whatever happens to me right now, just let me go. I don't think I belong anywhere on this planet. Human. Human. Yes. We Uh have come from our planet to destroy Earth. Oh. But we have chosen one man to prove that existence should continue on Earth. Oh, I hope it's me. It is you. Oh, it is you. Obviously. Great. Take me with you. Destroy the planet. There's nobody on here that's that'll be nice to me. And I'm just done with it. No, you're missing our point. Okay. Sorry. You get to make an I get when I get nervous. I talk. You get and then I and then I talk too much. Oh my God! This Jesus guy. Christ. And then, and then and then I sort of like keep. Um, I just start saying anything that's on my mind. Milk, milk. I had Should milk for I had milk for lunch. Another one. Can you believe I had all of you just like a glass this? of milk for lunch? You what are, are your guys' going names? To be given sixty seconds. What are you, to- Is anyone on Earth chill? <laughs>
In my opinion, no. Well, there's one person, me, I think. I stay out of, I stay out of people's way. I don't make waves. I keep quiet. My mm. you could ask my boss at work. I never no. I've just stayed right in the middle the whole time I've been there. Never you're gotten annoying. a promotion, but never gotten a demotion. <laughs> no, you're really annoyed. We should have soundproofed the cage. Oh. Um How long I get a- do one of you live? <laughs> in our years. I don't know your years, but I would say somewhere between 80 and 100 years is usually when people people live here. means nothing. Let's find this on app. Well, what are your measurements of unit? You got to help me out. See, this is what I'm saying. Nobody takes the chance to just ask people questions and just find out a little bit about me first before they... Why am I... Everybody's mad at me for things that I don't know. The reason I don't know them is because I wasn't taught them. They weren't fostered. And this guy just won't stop Zap him already. <laughs> We're so sorry. To we know it's your 2100th birthday Sometimes party. it's like, would you ever take, <laughs> would you ever look at a grown man who can't read and make fun of him for being stupid? Or would you say he wasn't, t- no one taught him. Do you know what we I mean? We haven't read for 15,000 years. Okay. So that's, that's, and look, and I, there's no judgment. I don't judge you. Communicate through arms and legs and hips moving rhythmically. Yes, our books and narratives are in rhythms and movements of the body. We were just celebrating the birthday party of our dear friend here, dancing. Yes. Hello, you (laughs) annoying human. (laughs) You guys move like I do. Check this out. Yes, yes, it's exactly like how we dance. (laughs) You are able to do like us, only move the top of your body. It's crazy because I hated you before, but now that I see your value in dancing, it has put you in a new light in my eyes. (laughs) The end. Wow. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What the fuck is going on? Humans. It's very hot here, even hotter than the last time I said that on the show. We're in the hundreds just throughout the United States right now. Mookie said, and it's just before the show, he said, and it's just going to get hotter. (laughs) He said ominously. 
It's yeah. gonna keep getting worse. It was definitely in a, more, in a conspiracy theory turn in a conspiracy theory uh, sense of it too. Like Mookie knows something that we didn't. Yeah, yeah like it's gonna get hotter. Like I think it's coming days. from a very practical place. I think I'm. It's coming from a place of believing that climate change is real. <laughs> so that it's just gonna get worse and worse every year until we're I all. I think dead. we're all on board on that. So besides, what can we do? Uh, besides changing, which is so hard to believe humans will do that because they're so selfish and greedy, but what can you do, like in a survivalist sense, what can you do to prepare for uh, the onslaught of the sun in the future? See where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. Like spend as much time outside in the sun to adapt your body to I didn't the expect heat that. and sun. Uh, I feel like I read that somewhere where it was like, here's how you can get your body used to like extreme heat. Have a little bit of poison every day theory. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that adaption method is the, is the type of method that works like generationally. Like you, you stand outside and you die, but then your children are more <laughs> adept. And then their children is probably when that really is going to take full effect. I don't know if it's a Jewish thing, but my grandfather on my Jewish side and the building he lived in and all the Jews lived in, they would just sit out there and bake all day. Just all summer long and just become dark brown. And I guess he never got cancer or anything, but I don't know. Maybe it is in my heritage. I guess it obviously is in your skin somehow. So I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't know if I knew and I forgot or, <laughs> but I feel like today, this is the most I've ever heard you talk about like being Jewish. Like I didn't know that. I, I feel like I didn't. When you said it the first time, I was like, Matt's Jewish. Like I couldn't even. And, and I was like, oh, I guess he's doing like a bit. And then like, <laughs> I guess he's doing like a bit for sort of like context. And then like you did it again. I was like, oh, I guess he is. And then I'm like, did I know this? And I was like, I, That's a, I, mean, I guess that makes now. sense. <laughs> well, I'm a Jew from Arkansas and I grew up around almost no Jews, never went to temple. My grandparents were about in the building they lived in. Their friends were about the only Jews I knew. I barely knew, barely had any Jews, uh, Jewish friends, Jews, Jewish friends my age. And the ones that were, were just like me. They didn't, didn't have any kind of cultural context. And so I didn't even know what it meant to be like culturally Jewish or what even the stereotypes were. I knew that people in the South didn't like Jews. I knew that, <laughs> but I didn't know what it like until I went to Amherst uh, for college and my, one of my best friends to this day and uh, you know, Eric Zicklin and a lot of people from Jersey and New York, I was like, Oh, these guys seem quote unquote Jewish, these Jersey and New York uh, Jewish people. But uh so no, I don't know. I, I didn't know what it was. It's it's just, it's so meaningless to me to be Christian or Jewish. We've talked about on this show and Brett, once again, this distant cousin of mine asked me how I'm called to Torah. This is the third time again? now he's asked me. Wow. And I, I guess I should contact him and tell him I don't know. 
because <laughs> he really wants to know. Is he someone you were in contact with before? No, never. And no. The, the joke is, is like, he doesn't ask me or say anything else in the, in the contact. <laughs> He's approached me over a couple of social medias and he'll just go, I don't want to say his real name, but hi, I'm so-and-so Besser. You're related to me. How are you called to Torah? And I like the first time I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. And I still barely know, but no, Ronnie, I am barely Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. But uh didn't keep it's my just Jewish that everybody numbers. that I know is Jewish <clears throat> figures out a way to uh, say that out loud <laughs> it, once every two or three conversations. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> To say what? What do you mean to say? Like, what do you mean like, just oh, to like say I'm the, Jewish? For the three times, like every for every three conversations, they'll slip in some. They'll slip in overtly, like like if I were to be like, well, you know, I'm black, so da 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 that type of stuff or whatever. It's like <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> That's true, but I can see you're black. <laughs> <laughs> and most of these, and most of the people that say it, I. You know, you could tell that they're Jewish. So, like, I don't not think even I've just ever... visually, but just like everything about them screams Jewish. <laughs> I told you recently, I'm a fourth Jewish, Ronnie. <laughs> a fourth Jewish? Are yeah. you? I didn't even know that. I am, yeah. I'm a half, Morris. whatever that means. Are you, Mookie? I am. My See mom's what? Jewish. Well, that means you're fully. Wow. True. And I am. And I'm not. But my wife and daughter are. Oh, there you go. Hey, <laughs> you're uh, and it probably you were one of the inglorious right? bastards. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your tweet about the Leonard Bernstein controversy really, really made me laugh, Paul. Oh so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Speaking of all of this, yeah. Let's... Coop, Cooper, Bradley Cooper stealing my look. What and did so you say? What was your? Did you see this Besser? Scarf. Where yes, they? I know the controversy. Made nose. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, so so I accused him of uh, you know stealing my nose. So I'm stealing his scarf. There's a, a scarf he was wearing uh, in front of a step and repeat outside the premiere. And I'm gonna start wearing that around. <laughs> See how he likes it. <laughs> we cut to uh, the palm. <laughs> A fancy Hollywood restaurant. There he is. Hey, you're Paul Rust, right? Yes. Hello. Do I know you? Yeah, I'm Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's right. Sorry, I'm not very good uh, with faces. Yeah, you're pretty good with scarves, though. How's that? You're wearing my scarf. <laughs> Am I? Oh, yeah, I guess... Uh, well, you're not wearing the scarf right now. This I, I walked scarf. in here and I saw you and there was a, a general murmur and I was, what, what's everybody talking about? And I see you're wearing my scarf and I'm not going to look like an asshole. I guess you don't mind, but that's my scarf. So, Well, that's my nose. And the fact that you insist wearing that prosthetic long after the movie's done <laughs> being made... <laughs> That's insulting to, to me, Bradley. I'm and doing I this for acting purposes. What's that? I'm out promoting the movie. I'm doing that for acting purposes. I'm a method plugger. 
that's there's a lack of shame in that, Bradley, if I may say so myself. Shame. I'm doing the craft of acting and I don't have a Jewish nose. So I went to great expense to have one made, a perfect Jewish nose. Well, I didn't have a Cooper scarf, so I had to get my own, okay? Tit for tat. It's not my fault that your nose was used as the model. I didn't even know that until I did a little research with my publicist. So So that's not my fault. Rather than Leonard Bernstein, (laughs) you used me as the model. (laughs) I had heard murmurs. Yours was already molded for some sketch you did Hi, uh, sorry to uh, bother you too. Uh, hi, you know who I am? I'm uh, Ira Glass from This American Life. Oh, now I recognize your voice. Oh, I thought you're, that was you. I'm not very good with faces. You're wearing my glasses. <laughs> the Ira Glass glasses. <laughs> I'm the glasses guy. I'm a little nerd with glasses on. You're not. <laughs> so you're wearing my scarf and his glasses? Why don't you just get your own personality, dude? Your parents gave you the nose. The reason I took your glasses, dude, is because what you took from me, Ira. (laughs) What did I take from you? My belt buckle. (laughs) (laughs) This belt buckle? My Denver Nuggets belt buckle. I got that when I was doing a piece on the 1988 Denver Nuggets playoff team. Interesting. They gave that to me. I wore it in one photo. The photo went viral. We see, we'd see different people, uh, stars, celebrities around the palm, all looking at the hubbub <laughs> going on. And they hear the Denver Nuggets buckle. And they're all looking down at their own basketball buckles, you know, and like going, <laughs> what the fuck? Me and all my friends are wearing our buckles. <laughs> I've had this buckle long before you ever did. Take those glasses off before I smack them off your face. Yeah, and take the scarf off before I choke you with it. Look, guys, I think you're getting the hang-ups here about fashion, about style. It's fluid, okay? That's why people can't ever sue somebody, you know, for for taking somebody's uh, uh, idea that, oh, I put a butterfly on on a sweater. Anybody can do that. Anybody can wear a scarf. That's a great idea. (laughs) Who's that? Come up with that? Wait a minute. Is that Calvin Klein? All the big celebs are here. He said butterfly to sweater. <laughs> yes, he did. But you know, public domain. <laughs> we got to. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later, everyone has butterf- these butterflies on their uh, sweaters. <laughs> and um, Bradley Cooper's gone and gotten a more expensive, bigger Jew nose. And uh, <laughs> everyone's back at the ball. <laughs> oh, there you are. Hey, hey, breaking news. I don't even wear a scarf anymore. I've decided to get rid of it. So I'm not even doing the scarf anymore. And I got a bigger nose. So hey, your nose is in that. my drink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What's this nose doing in my drink? 
believe it's snoring, sir. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not used to how big it is. My hey, you guys need to get little... back to work circulating the drinks. You can't be making little, doing little bits. <laughs> Walk around with the trace of champagne now. What is bothering you? Brett, I promise in the new independent improv for humans. What did I promise? I forget. <laughs> uh, but one of the things I promised to do is... 25% less time spent telling basketball stories. Mm. That's one fourth. That's part of the four package. I think this, they're enjoyable. Well, thanks, but, just... but you know how I get going. Ronnie's been on for a, a few of them, I feel, because his dad's involved in the league. That always makes me think about it. Um, By the league, I mean the NBA. No, yeah. it's church league. But we did this three-on-three -three tournament this summer, in the middle of the summer, down by Crypto Arena, formerly Staples, at LA Live. They set up, Nike sets up literally 100 basketball hoops and um, different, all different age groups. The adults three on threes are fucking intense. They go harder than NBA players. And by harder, I mean like it's street ball in that they're banging up against each other and fouls aren't being called. It's fucking cool. It's brutal. <laughs> but uh, it, it, the, it starts at age 10 and 11, which is what Sydney is. So she was doing the all girl uh, 10 through 11 group. So there's two days. It's out in the fucking July sun when it was really fucking hot on pavement, right? Outside playing basketball. Eesh. So these courts are, you know, they're like, they're like, they're all half courts and they're like, what? Fucking 40 feet of, they're 40 feet long, basically. And the crowd just gets your folding chairs that you bring and you sit in these trees on the sidewalks that are right next to the court. And it's only on one side. The other side doesn't have trees. <clears throat> so the f first day, my team is like the smallest team in, in that we weren't a travel team. We were just three friends, Sydney's friends playing. These other teams had are like travel teams and organizations. So they had more people showing up. They're putting up tables and stuff. But it was a fun time in this 40 feet of space. Everyone's taking their fair share of the space. Uh, and it's a congenial atmosphere between all the teams, basically, and all the parents of the teams, right? So then the second day, Sunday, we show up. And this is the playoff day, you know, when it's going to get intense. We show up to the same spot, expecting everyone put your chairs in the same spot. And these guys of a boys team that's next to our court, all these courts, uh, you know, are right up and next to each other, has set up like 80 feet of tent covering the entire sidewalk and tent underneath the shaded trees where there's already shade with the trees. So every all the parents looking at each other like, where are we supposed to sit? So 
all of us from the girls team. So it's six different teams of parents. The, our sidewalk has been taken up almost completely. So now we're, we're crowding into like 15 feet of area. What used to be like 40 feet for all of us. You guys following me? Mm -hmm. And we're all pissed. All the all girls teams. Yeah. We're playing each other, but we're all unitedly pissed against this fucking guy. Right. And he has in his tent, his giant tent, there's like four people in it. Just kind oh of milling God. around like like they're <laughs> at a barbecue <laughs> at a college football game. And and there's also like supplies and stuff. Like where we had chairs, they have like wagons filled with <laughs> bullshit and and other stuff they're not using. So everyone's kind of just boiling. Like literally too, because it's hot as shit the whole day. And my side just getting more and more pissed off and uh sid's team gets eliminated so we're done with the whole tournament <laughs> and we're leaving and that's when i and i'm not going to say anything i'm just not going to be the guy to start it but i heard this other woman from our side a parent say something to the guy like can you move your wagon can you move your wagon so we can <laughs> and he he was so ready for this conversation yeah <laughs> he was so it's like it's like that's all he wanted to do was have this conversation that was about to start first come first serve he starts saying first come first serve <laughs> like he was on fucking blow and that's all he knew what to say first come first serve and and this started off everyone and that just and then everyone just started yelling from both wow. sides like what everyone had kept in everyone's like you are so selfish you take up this whole sidewalk first come first serve we were here first i was here 4 a.m in the morning like literally this guy got 4 a.m in the morning took the whole sidewalk up first come first serve wow uh so i just like to examine that that there are what do you say about that yeah First come, first serve. There's no, like, I can't argue with him. He does get to, <laughs> I guess he could have taken up the entire sidewalk if he wanted to with his first come, first serve. How do you respond to that? Like, uh, when I jumped in, I go, yeah, dude, but it, it's morally what's going on here. And he goes, morally, <laughs> I, I don't even I know that guy. <laughs> Moral. Morally, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it is. That's, that's like he goes. He, I, sorry, he, let me finish. Yeah. He goes. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I take I take care of my kids. <laughs> what <he said>. Wow. <laughs> my wife pointed out there's no kids in that tent right now. <laughs> They're all in the basketball court. Uh, cut to a, a a movie theater. Sorry, you can't sit here. You can't sit next to me. I'm putting uh, my, my popcorn yeah, and my coat that, uh, are on this chair. I noticed that the your jacket is on the chair next to you. But yep, my jacket. Yep, first come, first serve. My jacket was here before you were. But you've stretched out the sleeve and the rest of the jacket for about four seats. You really need. Don't talk four. to me. Talk to my jacket. My jacket needs it. Do you have other people here? Are they coming? Because I have a couple of friends. Here. I got me. I got my jacket. I got my popcorn. I got my diet ginger ale. 
We see these are all lined up on multiple seats down this entire row, and the rest of the movie theater is pretty much packed. Back hey, there. Man, could you sit down and find a seat? Yeah, I just yeah. tried to figure. Sit down. You're bugging people back there, man. Your previews are about to start. So, is any if the movie's about to start, is anybody coming and taking these seats? Can I, please? <laughs> I, don't, I don't work here. Okay. I you bought my answer. ticket. I, I'm assuming me, my jacket, and all my snacks got here. <laughs> we came to the screening before this, so we were already in the theater. <laughs> and here we are. Find your seat. Look, I have a couple of friends here. Good they're, for you. So do I. They're blind and they okay. like earnest movies, okay? <laughs> okay. New earnest movies out. I promised their parents I'd show them a good time. You're making this really difficult for me, sir. Are they really blind? Yes. Prove it. I'm not going <laughs> to prove to you that they're blind. Okay, we'll see when they get here. Can you stop talking? I can't read the trivia up there. They are here. Who starred in the... What woman starred in the movie Pretty Woman? Mm. Julianne Moore. You're a fucking idiot, too? <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck you! Hey, sit down! We can't read the trivia! <laughs> oh, Julianne Roberts! <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was that. I misspoke. I actually knew it was that. The trivia sometimes makes you fuck up and say the wrong thing. It's I'm trick, not even. It's trick trivia. I've I'm talked to you about it. Sorry, to sorry we're late. We were trying to find uh, parking. Hmm. We're sorry, we're late. We're trying to find parking. Oh, good. Well, my are these your blind friends? That's that's how you refer to us. I thought we're just friends. Well, I was trying oh, to get the Oh shit. See, oh I did he referred so you as my god. I never go, you're my Jewish friend and Ronnie's my black friend. But suddenly I'm your blind friend. You seem to be uh comfortable with talking about it yourself. I mean, uh it's just, it was just the easiest way to I don't want to be having this argument right now when <laughs> We're all stoked for this Ernest movie. He's back. I think this is the perfect place to have this argument. Do you guys have to be standing right in front of me and having this argument? Can you, like, go somewhere and find a seat, please? Where where, where are your friends? Where are my friends? Yeah, who are going to take these seats? My friends have is, is not the business of you, my man. It doesn't matter whether I have friends or whether I don't. You don't ask somebody that. We we, <laughs> we go to a bar after the movie, and he's sitting there with his friends at a bar table. Uh, the jackets on one stool, and the popcorns on another, and a Coke from Dude, the theaters on another. Honestly, I think the best Ernest movie there was, and I love that it was young Ernest. Hey man, you know can I use mean? this stool? Timothy Chalamet was really Excuse good. me. Huh? Can I use this stool for our table no. over here? No, huh? sorry. You got friends coming? Uh, you, well, my, my jacket's on this one and my beer's on the on the one on the other side of me. First come, first serve, man. Sorry. What about There's that? No, it's the not reserved seating in this bar. Huh? What about the popcorn one? What about it? Can we use the stool that you're putting your popcorn on? You can put the popcorn on the table. Uh, talk to the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, me. Let, let me let me guess. You look at a stool, and there's something on the stool, and then you say, "Can I use the stool?" Like, use your own like human logic to so, like understand me. what you're asking. 
excuse me. What? Hi, I was sitting there over there by myself and I saw you sitting over by yourself and I thought, there's such confidence in a man who can go out and sit alone with concessions from a movie theater. Hey, do you see that hot girl talking to that guy over there? Could I sit down here with you? Could you move over that? Popcorn, let me put my ass out of this. <laughs> Lady, I'm already in a sexual relationship with this popcorn. <laughs> Get away from me. Don't approach people. It goes hitting on hitting on men at bars is just as bad as when men hit on women at bars. It oh is my equal God. and the same. We see a lot of men nodding their heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother. Sick perverts who did that popcorn trick where you cut a hole in the bottom and then what, you started to like it? What do you mean trick? It's an old practical joke. <laughs> it's no joke <laughs> when I do it, lady. We cut to um, a week later. He's he's at a really nice restaurant with his uh, popcorn across from him at the restaurant. That it's halfway through the dinner. Let's get one thing for, for the table, just a, an, an app, right? Yeah. Because I know the steak is like the thing here, but um, excuse me, sir. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we have had. The- Can I just sit in a chair without people just always coming up to me? We have had some complaints from other tables that it smells like uh, buttered popcorn and cum, and uh, <laughs> it just makes that it is. I, I don't even think you realize how offensive that is. I do, and that's why I'm asking you to remove. <laughs> what if I came up to where you sit, you were sitting, and said, "Like it smells like a Jewish person." <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It was very. It was only very recently we stopped kicking people out of it because of that. Listen, can you put a towel on top of the popcorn so maybe the smell of the cum in the popcorn do not affect the other? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this is the love of my life. Reasonable. And I actually was going to propose tonight and you fucking ruined it. Hey, you have to pay me dude, back for dude, the ring. Dude, what the uh, date last night go at the fancy restaurant. You took out the, <laughs> took out the bo- bucket of popcorn. You're going to propose to her out, out of go, buddy. It fucking blew. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It got Wait. so fucked up. She said, no, no, I didn't even get a chance to. You the waiter came up and said the whole restaurant smelled like popcorn and cum, which like, I'm sorry, that put her in a bad mood. And when she's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. So I didn't even propose. Thank God she was in the bathroom when the guy came up to me. But now I got to think of something else. I think I'm going to plan a trip to Italy or something and do it there. I don't know. Dude, how many times are you going to do this? You've had so many engagements run afoul by accident. I don't mm. think you want this. We cut to him going through TSA with this open <laughs> I think the first thing we should do is get an Aperol spritz. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stop you. Um, For what reason? Well, it seems that this bucket of popcorn is more liquid than popcorn kernels at this point. Um, and this too much, it's more liquid than we can allow on a plane. Mm, I wouldn't say it's, I'd say it's halfway between liquid and solid. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, this liquid is pretty thick. Yeah. Trying to figure out what. That's what I'm saying. Trying to figure out what You're it is. You're getting it. We can't allow this on a plane, sir. We can't allow this on a plane. You can't allow someone's spe- uh, someone's significant other on a plane. Okay, you're getting sued. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, Get um, ready for it, the biggest lawsuit you've ever been slapped with, Delta Airlines. You're going to, down. Uh, the witness stand where the bailiff is putting the. Um, oh, God. <laughs> it smells like gum and popcorn. <laughs> Do I just put it here on the chair, uh, Your Honor? <laughs> yes. Right there, the chair will be fine. Okay. Somebody grab me a hanky to cover my nose. This witness smells like popcorn and cum. Remember, baby, you don't have to say anything that will incriminate you. Order in the court. Order in the court. I Somebody leave. bring in some Febreze up in this cum. bitch. Looks like it might have to be a mistrial. Human, to unlock the bonus scene, you must subscribe to the ad-free version of the show, exclusively available at improv4humans.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet Medicaid. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Sci-Fi Encyclopedia. Cumans, I want to end with uh, trying our uh, TV sci-fi encyclopedia. You ever hear of Doomwatch? No. The first green television drama series. That's a bold statement. Green? Yes. Like pro environment. Okay, let's see a good summation here. Uh, The program stood loosely for a department for the observation and measurement of science, a fictional government department set up to watch and control advances in science. That's kind of interesting. Doomwatch is headed by Dr. Quist, an abrasive but incorruptible scientists who didn't give a mm. damn for the vested interest of politicians and businessmen. Okay, we got the gist of it, so let's read an episode. Okay. Doomwatch is unwillingly drawn into a controversy that confronts Quist with a fundamental ethical question when a scientist breeds a human embryo that he plans to bring to life in a flask. <laughs> Okay, so we'll be this organization. Who would like to be that scientist? I would love to. Okay, thank you, Mookie. 
You're welcome. And the rest of us, uh, I'm I'm freaking out because Mary Holland is in this episode. <laughs> she plays Mrs. Patrick. Oh. Well, I know not our Mary Holland, but in the <laughs> 1970s, another Mary Holland. So, uh, Doom's Watch, we're here. Doctor? Yes? Doom's Watch, open up, please. Um, we're Doom Department- Watch? We're Doom Watch. Aren't you familiar with Doom Watch, sir? I'm familiar. I just need to clean up a couple things in here before you come in. <laughs> in case you don't know, it stands for the Department of Observation. Yeah, I know what it is. Come Science. on. Well, a lot of people don't know and they think yep. it's about Doom or something like that. Come on in. What can I do you for? Can I get you a cock? Can I make you a cocktail? You know, I've developed a tonic that has the perfect balance of bitterness and sweetness to go with a beautiful uh, botanical gin. Normally, I would gladly accept a drink from anyone. But we have a report that you are growing human embryos in flasks. Hmm. That's what we're here. Yeah, no drinking for us. We're on the job. Yeah. Sergeant, something seems weird about this scientist. He's way more outgoing than most other scientists we meet. It's like he's hiding something. I know. I noticed that, too, with my doom watch vision. That uh, he seemed to be covering something up with his enthusiasm. All I'm making in here is I'm distilling different spirits and making it's kind of a it's kind of an experiment. I'm 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 kind of experimenting with mixology. So I can make any kind of cocktail you want. And should the cocktail happen to I don't know, have some human cells within it, then maybe that's just added for taste and flavor and texture. That's suspicious enough for me. I'm <laughs> gonna use my Doom Watch Watch to analyze the environment. Hey, uh, so, can you, can you, um, excuse me, can you, uh, can you, <laughs> can you, uh, <laughs> toxic level of farts. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'll stay away from the bathroom. Over You're not here. even near the bathroom right now. Listen, we have a duty here at Doom Watch to make sure that we eradicate any crime that's going on or any weirdness mm. and you putting human cells in drinks is weird enough for you. <laughs> We're going to put you in our doom watch buggy and take you down to headquarters. Who's to say officer, would I call you officer? Yes. Who's to say officer that the human cells didn't just develop themselves while I was trying to make a Less peaty version of a scotch. The fuck? <laughs> hey! You'll disturb the human cells. Yeah, you mean the, um... <laughs> All of a sudden, out of the corner of their eyes, they see a little human scurrying underneath the bed. What was that? That is my cat. My... It was running on two legs. Well... It looked like a naked little man. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> what if I came to your house and said that your dog looked like a uh, fat little whore? <laughs> I don't see how calling 
your dog, if it is your dog, a naked man. It's my cat. Because I do have a cat, and it is a little overweight. I would be angry if you called it a what'd you well, say, a fat little whore. Well, then don't come into my house and call my cat a naked little man. <laughs> That's not insulting. Sergeant, Sergeant, I put my gas mask on and opened the bathroom door. There's three carcasses in there. Uh, each more, even more mummified than the last. Those are turds. You're saying those mummified bodies in the tub are your turds? Yes, officer. Well, then I guess you wouldn't mind eating one. <laughs> Go ahead. Not at all. In front of us three doom watchers, eat this turd. Do you, mind if, turd, do, you turd. do you mind if I just go into the bathroom really quickly and do my business before I do that? I've had a large lunch. Of course, of course. Okay. He goes Why did you let him do that? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not a monster. Somebody's got to go. Oh, you've got to shit a real turd and eat it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be doing hey, that. Use hey, your doom. Hey, do, use your doom help? vision. <laughs> what? What did you say, naked little man? You need a little help. <laughs> yes. Can you, you massage? Help? Can you massage my stomach? Yes. <laughs> hey, you need help from me too. Yes. Fat heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of you walk on my stomach while the other one massage my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> We cut to the Doomwatch scientist outside the door. You fool, use your Doomwatch vision. Find out what he's doing in there. He's been in there too long. Yeah, I think he's probably in there with some of those naked little guys. <laughs> Making a massage his asshole. <laughs> That's a weird guess. Oh, right there. Right there. Yep. Right there. <laughs> Are you using your vision? Or do you even have vision? Like, we don't even know that you have Doomwatch vision. It's always just something you go, I'm using my Doomwatch vision. Do you even have it? Oh, oh, oh do I? my dad had it, okay? And his dad had it, so I get to be in Doomwatch. And I know you guys got Right, but do you have the vision? No! Yeah. You can't see? No. <laughs> I don't like talking about it, though. You obviously do. Is that how you introduce me? Is your blind Doomwatch friend? Well, he used You're to introduce you as the, as the friend with the Doomwatch vision, but now he might have to change that whole thing. That was he his get, whole crux. He gets a notification on his phone, uh, meet friend at Ernest movie in one hour. <laughs> okay, guys, I got to go. And sane humans. <laughs> That's probably exactly how that. Oh, they had more in one wow. season. I can't call it Doom Watch. What is that book, Matt? This is the sci-fi encyclopedia of TV. You know what's funny? Doom Watch, the description sounds like the description of the Upright Citizens Brigade TV show. It's like a group of people who are from afar yeah, watching fuckers. and surveilling, so... I think yeah, you might have again. a lawsuit on your hands. Yeah. Well, who You might got first? some explaining to do, Matt. <laughs> came first what year was that did i say oh that was the 70s i said yeah, yeah. that's where we so got you're the thief from. yeah so you're the thief 
<laughs> you it's sat here with this parody. elaborate plan. Yeah, you sat here with this elaborate plan trying to make us all believe you've never heard of Doomwatch, <laughs> so therefore it covers your tracks. <laughs> Let me see what Doomwatch is. I've never heard of this before ever, so there's no way I could be influenced by it. Let's see. Um, Our acronym isn't as cool as theirs. Measuring science. <laughs> yeah. You think that would have gotten? It would not have gotten past the studios. It's a great idea. Measuring science. That's the name of the show. Humans. We are on Improv for Humans right or ImprovForHumans.com as we speak. Right, Brett. Where our, That's right. Our, our podcast is available everywhere. The podcast can be heard for free, but now we have our own platform, ImprovForHumans.com. That offers so much more than that, Brett. Uh, Ad-free version of Improv for Humans. Our Professor Besser uh, umbrella of podcasts that will focus on comedy education, fellas. With with highlighting improv in particular. The best taste in the universe feed, which will talk about sci-fi. Hell yeah. Music. Those you are think things you'll, you, uh, do you think could, you'll break down the uh, Tom Petty's beard scene at some point? I would love to. On Professor Besser. I would. Lo- I think we already did. We did that as a bonus episode. <laughs> For real. Oh, yeah, we did do that. Uh, it's always worth taking a look at that one. <laughs> For sure, I want to do that. Yes, we'll be breaking down old episodes. For sure. How do we initiate, heighten, and explore? I will get into that. I, I did a what we're calling Answering the Humans episode with Will Hines, the pilot episode where I wanted to cover many topics, like, but we couldn't get past him declaring the death of the Herald. It was just awesome. (laughs) It was awesome how much I hated his opinion, I guess. (laughs) But we went back and forth. It was good times, right, Brett? Spirited. A spirited debate. Oh, very spirited. Um, so we'll have a follow-up to that, too, where we get on the Discord. That's where the questions are going to come from, fellas. We're going to have an Improv for Humans Discord. I just activated it today, my first time. That's where you'll be able to ask questions, leave suggestions for this show. We're going to do suggestions again. Leave your list of best sci-fi TV shows currently on, Paul, mm. whatever you're watching. Mm. Ronnie, your list of the music for the summer of 23. Share mm. your opinions on the Discord. Mm. Mookie, mm. your top. Mookie uh, jokes. Mookie jokes. <laughs> your top 10 Mookie jokes. Got your top. nose. Um, knock, knock, who's there? No, on the Discord, Mookie. On the Discord. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> also, no, I like that, Mookie. You keep an inventory of your like jokes you say that you come up with. <laughs> so you're like, this year, number five, Fred 62 appetizer quip. <laughs> but Brett, number like, two, when have... me and Paul were at um, Neil's house and I said... <laughs> <laughs> and when you're, and everyone is always the sign off. And as always, uh, rubbing your nipples and uh, while yeah. dancing is hack. <laughs> and don't forget, rubbing your nipples while you're dancing is lame. <laughs> so Brett, could, if I tell me how Discord works, so I post yeah. uh, this episode. 
on Discord would be like a thread. Or it's not called a thread. It's a post for the episode. And if someone's like, I want to do a thread on hack dance moves. <laughs> right? So then yeah. a listener can do that. And that becomes a thread. Yeah, you can. Yeah, or a you thread can do on that. airplane jokes, which There's- I'd love to. Paul, when you were doing that joke, were you trying to access a real one? Or you're like, I'm going to come up with one. I couldn't come up with one, so I just, yeah, made up the... As soon as I heard Tolly fart, I was like, yes. There was a time in the 70s where there were just a million Dolly Parton press jokes. I guess Pamela Anderson did get the... I don't think it was... But Dolly Parton, like, she could not go on a talk show without Johnny or whatever, just... That being the opening laugh, like, oh, look at those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and now, uh, because I remember us discussing once, what celebrity could you announce at the beginning of an improv show and genuinely bum out an audience Mm. about the death of a, if you announced a fake death? I think Dolly Parton might be number one on the list. I would say in terms of people having an emotional response, it would be that or like Michelle Obama. If you heard people just be like, Pretty devastated. Wow, that was a, <laughs> I expect that second choice. Well, I'm just saying, if you started off a show and announced either of those names, people would be like, "I Especially can't laugh a podcast that people this listen to a year later." What? It's funny to break any news on a podcast. <laughs> it used to be Tom Hanks, to a week but everybody thought he joined QAnon, and now you, nobody would. Shed a tear. I was yeah, on like, a podcast when I read about Robin Williams dying, oh, and that oh. was like, it, it was just so that impossible to like just keep that in my head. While well, well, he was the guest on interact. the podcast, so it had to be. <laughs> and you killed him. I remember uh, speaking of Robin Williams. He the day he died. We had a, uh, I was on Harold Night at the time, and we had, and I was like, you know, still fresh to Harold Night. Um, and you know, we had a Herald that night and I remember thinking like, there's no fucking way this is going to like, no one's going to, everyone's going to be bummed out. Like no one's going to come like it's going to. And I, I just remember it being one of the more joyous Heralds I had, you know, that I had Aww. done up until yeah, that point, well. because I think everybody just needed to sort of like, so everybody can, I think everybody just needed to like laugh and stuff. Like mm. it was so interesting. Cause I thought it was going to be like this, just real, just bum out sort of mm. like energy and it was just like everybody needed it and it was like it turned out to be really fun I'm going to awesome. re-record the open of this episode and say Dolly Parton died just so <laughs> no, the episode no, no. sounds better I hope Will Hines hears that story about the Herald bringing everyone together <laughs> <laughs> I know I thought that's yeah, asshole <laughs> are you sure Will Hines just didn't mishear that Harold Ramis had died <laughs> <laughs> he just thought he was repeating news he heard. <laughs> the he Herald is dead. He was gleeful in declaring it. Harold <laughs> Ramis <laughs> is dead. <laughs> okay, humans. We can't be plugging TV shows and movies right now. Pencils down, scripts down. But we can plug ourselves. Little Mookie B, where are you besides X these days? Uh, X is my number one, and uh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, too, at Little Mookie B. 
Awesome. Come find Rusty. me. Rusty. Rusty. Uh, at the Paul Rust on X, my preferred <laughs> site, and uh, Instagram. Where can we find out seeing you live? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Same Twitter place. and Instagram. That's good. Same place. Uh, same place. And also uh, my podcast with Gorley and Rust. If you like horror movies. Oh, yeah. Check it out. That's, that's right. And I do. Ronnie. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I'm not hip and cool, so I'm not on X. But you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Bones Adrian. You can find me on Instagram also at Bones Adrian. Um, uh, and, you know, I don't and I, you know. Yeah, that's where this stuff is. You can tell him. Sure. You can see me. Find out where he is performing there. And humans, please go to Improv for Humans to get all the details of the package of four. Uh, keeping human. Improv for Humans is produced by Matt Besser and Brett Morris. Music by Dragoon. Please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free archives, bonus scenes from the new episodes, exclusive Discord access, new deep dive podcasts into the craft of improv, plus music and sci-fi bonus shows and premium limited series, go to improv4humans.com and sign up for the Rule of Four plan. Only $4 a month or $40 a year. By subscribing, you are giving us the ability to pay our brilliant guests and giving us all a platform for more interaction and lots more comedy.